The gospel comes from the, from the Last Supper when Jesus was speaking to his disciples. He will not see him much more. And he wants to share with them what is most important. If you were to ever be in a situation where you know you won't be back at home or will not be able to return, what would you wish to say to those that you care, that you love? You wish to say something which is most important. Be careful, watch out, whatever, because you want to in some way express your deepest desires, longings for the good of that person that you're leaving and you're not be able to see. And this is what Jesus is saying to his disciples at the Last Supper. Yes, the time has come short and God the Father will glorify the Son. Jesus sees his suffering, dying and rising as the glorification of God. He sees his dying for us because that's what he came for. I have come to do your will, Father. And so he sees that God will be glorified. And we know today we're glorifying God because we're saved. By his death, we're saved. We're glorifying him. We're giving him thanks. We are thank thanking God the Father for sending us his son so that we may be redeemed, that we may be saved, that we may have future, that our sins will not drag us down. But God, who has given us his son, will redeem us. So this is why the Lord says that those are the words. If you ever read, you know, from chapter 13 through 16 of St. John's Gospel, you see everything that the Lord wanted to say to us. And we'll read towards the, as we begin preparation for, for the uh, uh, Pentecost, we'll read some of those words from St. John's Gospel as he spoke of the Holy Spirit that he wanted to send to his disciples, to all of us. And so he's kind of preparing us. But there's one thing today that the church would really like us to hear is that the Lord is giving us special commandment. My children, he says to us, I will be with you only a little while longer, but I give you a new commandment. Love one another as I have loved you. So you also should love one another. And then he gives the second portion. And this is how all will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. When you look at the first reading today that comes from, from the Acts of the Apostles, we see how St. Paul interpreted these words, to love one another, to also to manifest that love so that others may come to know and believe. I don't know, I, as a child, and when I was in school, even grade school, I loved geography. I would always go and go to different places around the world. I would look at the map, look at pictures of the world where there were cities, and I would actually dream about cities where I would be. You know, I even dream of being in Beijing, which I've never been there. But, but the, the thing is that I was so much, I would be looking at the map. So when I look at the Acts of the Apostles and I see, okay, St. Paul's first missionary journey. And so what did he do? And today is the conclusion of that first missionary journey. I wanted to go back again. So what was the first place we left? How was it? 
What did he do in between the various cities and places that he visited? Where are they? And what was he saying in each place? What was the outcome of that missionary journey, that missionary journey of love? He wanted to bring people to faith that, that they may come to know and love the Lord. And he wanted to manifest to those people that type of love that Christ had for them. And so here they are, you know, first of all, right above, you know, the um, uh, right above the Syria, between Syria and and um, and Turkey, we have a first Antioch place, and it is there that during the uh, the beginning of persecution, after James was was uh, the first uh, the apostle James who who uh, died in Jerusalem, many have left because the uh, the persecution of Christians began, and many of them settled in in that area in that city. And it was there, first of all, that the followers of Christ became to known as Christians. They called them all Christus, the, the followers of the Messiah, of the, of the followers of Jesus, the Christ, the one who was to come. And so it was during liturgy like we have today. People were celebrating Mass because that's what it is. You know, we know that the, the disciples were, uh, were celebrating that memorial of the Last Supper. And, and, and this is what, what they received from, from Jesus, do this in memory of me. It was during this mass like this today, and then they were praying, and then they felt the Holy Spirit inspired them, this community of faith. He says, send out Paul and Barnabas on a missionary journey. It's not only the Jewish community and others, Gentiles who became Christians in, in, in the Antioch, but they also wanted to make sure that maybe other communities too were Jewish and Gentile, they would become and accept the, 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 the Lord Jesus as the Messiah who has come. And so this was the inspiration. And so St. Paul and Barnabas, they set out, first of all, to Cyprus, to a couple of cities in Cyprus, then went to uh, uh, you know, the part of Turkey, which is the Western Turkey, as well as Eastern part of Turkey. And, and the reason they probably went to Cyprus is because Barnabas was from Cyprus. So he says, well, let's visit my own hometown first. So, so they sailed from there and they went to Cyprus. And in Cyprus, they went to first one place where there's a port city and then another one. And, and when they went to, to, uh, to, to uh, uh, Perga, the other place, what, they, what happened to them is, is there's um, the... Uh, they begin to witness the power of Christ. And this is where St. Paul began to preach the way he did. He always summarized the history of salvation. He would say what happened from Abraham on, how God has revealed himself and all the way to the moment of Jesus and who he was and how he died, suffered for the people, the, the, the prophecies that were spoken about him. And then, then what happens is that then he would give the witness to resurrection. And so you would do that. And so this, this is how he did, and and beautiful way of doing it, describing for the most part that there were Gentiles, I'm sorry, there were Jewish, uh, Jews were there, but also Gentiles were there. And so he began to summarize, and he would want to give him this good news that we have in Jesus, the one who is longed for, and he's the one who has been given to the people. And so this is what happened. So you go, they go to to, to Cyprus, and there they encounter a false prophet, a Jewish man who was a magician, who was a false prophet. And, and Paul, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, 
because this, this, this so-called prophet, as he called him, imposter, son of Satan, he wanted to disrupt them. And he wanted to disrupt them because St. Paul wanted to preach to the governor and his, and his entourage and city officials. He wanted to preach to them. And so Paul calls out. He says, you're an imposter. You're trying to disrupt the proclamation of the good news. He says, God will not allow this. He'll give you blindness and he'll blind you for a while because you cannot see, you cannot see the truth. And that man actually became blind. And so governor all of a sudden says, wow, this is something he was going on. But then, you know, so, so, so they became believers because of the preaching, because of the witness that they gave. Then they continue, they take a, take, take a, a, they sail to the Turkey property, it was known as Antioch of Pisidia, and they, they proclaim Christ there. It seems to go fairly well, but then they go to a place, Iconium, where they stay almost a year. And they really teach and, and proclaim, but that's where troubles begin. A lot of people were begin to be opposed opposed to that, so much so that 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 you know they 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 wanted to 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 uh, stone him and and reject him. So he leaves. He goes to another place, Lystra. Lystra is the place where Timothy came from. This is where his grandmother became Christian already. And so so we see the, the how the how the story continues, and then finally Derby, and then he's, 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 he's almost stoned there. Then he, they retrace back, and this is where the reading, first reading comes today. What did he do? So he, he uh, retraced his steps, and what he did, he says, and he wanted to do something for those who were there. They returned to Lystra and to Iconium, to Antioch. They strengthened the spirits of the disciples and exhorted them to persevere in their faith, saying it is necessary for us to undergo many hardships to enter the kingdom. And he knows from experience what that meant. And they appointed elders for them in each church with prayer and fasting, commanding them to the Lord. And so then he's the, uh, they, they uh, established elders, which means presbyteros, which gave him priests. Ultimately, priests were established for that. And this is what St. Paul did, preaching, teaching, and then encouraging, establishing church structures. And this is what we have today. What St. Paul was doing then is what we have today. So we have today. We have presbyters, we have bishops. You know, ultimately, as you know, Timothy became bishop. Paul signed him, and this is from, from Lystra. And so, and then, then finally he says, he was praising God for the gift that the Lord has opened the doors for faith to so many Gentiles. Now, the second aspect of today is see how St. Paul loved the Lord. He wanted others to come to know him. He, he offered his life, hardships. He wanted them to know him because he considered to be the great price, the pearl of great price. I have come to consider everything as nothing. He was well-educated. He could have been a great rabbi. He could have been a great teacher. He would have a position of fame. He could have had everything because he was a brilliant man. And yet he offered everything to Christ. This is everything I consider as rubbish for the great price, the pearl of great price for Jesus is. The second aspect is today is the gospel of St. John and Jesus' words of love. Yes, we have received that commandment of love. We know that that's the case, but why is it so hard for us to love? Why is it so hard for us to, to be truly loving? 
even though, yes, we are loving. Yes, we love the Lord. Yes, we love people. We love the families we love. But yet at the same time, we see that it's very hard for us. What is that within us that makes us not really love? How many times we see people become a, an object, a commodity to be exchanged for something else? The minute we begin to mistreat people because we want to step over them, that's the end. We lose their friendship. We lose their love, care, because they people feel when they're being used. So they rebel, reject. They don't like that. No one wants to be used for something else, which means we don't want to be treated as an object for somebody else's you know, progress, fame, whatever it may be. And this happens very frequently, as we see, because the reason is that there's disorders in us due to original sin. Instead of turning to God and receiving the greatest love we can offer, we look for our own sense of fulfillment. So we look for our own sense of what we should be what we should receive, how we should be treated, what we should get. And so we step over, we don't really respect. And so this is what happens. That's across the board, doesn't matter who we are, across the board leaders, all of us to some degree. And so, you know, this is the difficulty that we have. And, you know, so how do we confront that? Because it is true, you know, why is there violence in Ukraine? Because Putin thinks that all Russians should be under one sort of country, mother country, and, and he doesn't care how he uses what he does as long as he accomplishes goal. Well, goal sounds like a good because, you know, taking care of the people of one nation, but then it's not true because even those who are Russian descent in Ukraine don't want to. So he wants to force them, submit them to with the submission. Same thing today, you know, here our own, own country, you know, the, you know, the why, you know, how many there are those who were 16 or 17 year old, they gave birth to beautiful children who are famous and great. Why does it have to be that, that you know, the, so, someone who's 16 or 17 uh, should have to eliminate your child for the sake of what? Education, progress, whatever it may be, good jobs in the future, whatever it means. But at what cost? At what cost to the person who is young, who does not know at what cost? What cost, what type of cost does it, and then pain and suffering that person has to endure, even if they don't say anything. And I mentioned to you, I was riding a bus one day, and I think it was, in a, it was a bus, and I saw this young lady reading a, a, from Vogue magazine or something, and he says, if you have abortion, it says, you should experience difficulties in trials, and it's normal, natural. What do you mean it's normal, natural? If it's something good, you shouldn't feel but it's not something good. And we know this and we don't have to say we're, we're faithful, so we're here. But, but these are some of the reasons that we somehow we're not able to, 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 to really love, to care. Because reason is there's something else, something greater than a human person. There's something greater which we consider value of material goods of, of our own personal you know, uh, advancements or whatever it may be, education, goals, whatever. This is what happens to us. And this is why the Lord is reminding us today, is inviting us to care for each other, love one another, respect one another. Because when we lose, and it may be that we have to initiate, we have to set into motion, care for someone, and then people learn how we care for them and they will be caring. This is what parents do. They, you know, when parents care for their children, the children know they are cared for. 
and and if, if parents seem to have something else aside or you know or work whatever it may be and 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 and, parent, and children suffer then they they're rebellious they know what's going on because we are prone to love god made us for love god made us from all eternity to be united with the love itself which is god himself and so nothing will give us fulfillment and satisfaction, nothing unless we enter into a profound communion of love with God who loves us and with one another that we care for in love. It was, this was the experience of St. Augustine who said, as you remember, God, you made us for yourself. You made us for yourself and our hearts are restless until they rest in you because you're the love itself. You're the greatest good. You know, long have I I long for, you know, as St. Paul, as St. Augustine would say, you know, I, I, I was searching for, for something to find that I can dedicate my life to. And so he was looking to philosophies, you know, some new age stuff, and he was doing all kinds of stuff that wanted to be fulfilled, but he was not able to. So today we have a great invitation from the Lord. He's the power by which we can love. He's the power that helps us to overcome within us. As we know, we're a mixture of good and junk disorders. He's the power by which he can make us whole. He can reconcile us, heal us. And he can do so. And then the Lord says to us that if you really embrace, then the love that you have will become a powerful apostolic witness. The love that you have for one another will manifest that I am real. This is how they all will know that you are my disciples if you have loved one another. And we know that the early Christians did love each other, did care for each other. This is why it was such a powerful tool. And today too, whatever forms of small community families or, or community of faith that we would be able to manifest. And this is what will give us the most powerful tool to evangelize. We don't use evil means to attain good. So we can't, you know, confront people using their same means. We have to use divine means. To, the, that means that Jesus gave us that which St. Paul used, disciples, and all those Christians, all the great many men and women who offer their lives for the Lord by not using evil means to attain good, not, not you know, wounding someone who has wounded us. Not, not ripping to shreds someone who has ripped us to shreds. And so this is the, that path by which the Lord is leading us. Maybe then today, I know that there's healthcare professionals who are hearing many, many of the conference talks to try to integrate, to become more and more uh, uh, reflective of Christ through the health profession, that they may be another Jesus, another um, Christ, who would be able to touch and heal and strengthen by the example of their love for the sick, by the, by the way they offer their lives on their behalf. They will see that, that this is truly a Christian love that, that is able to overcome many obstacles, but leads them to a deep healing, healing that is, is, uh, is called the transformation in Christ, sanctification in him and divinization. As we continue with the sacred liturgy, let us ask the Lord as he comes into our heart to make us true lovers, that we may love like him, that we may love him and love one another as he commands us to do.
Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content, which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit DivineMercyPlus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's DivineMercyPlus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily Masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.